Yes, we're learning to lean. Yes, we're learning to lean. We're learning to lean on our Jesus. And we're finding more power than we
All right. All right. Thank God for the sound system. <laughs> Hallelujah. We want to, if you would, the brothers bring the offering pans and set them on the altar. We want to receive the offering. And Brother Looper's got something good for us tonight, I know. So let's have it a good church. Glory. Brother Looper preached tonight. Brother Looper preached tonight. Everybody. Amen. Let's give the Lord a good hand clap of praise tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. So thankful for God's goodness, His mercy, and His blessings. All that He has done for us, allowing us another chance to be in His house. To glorify and to magnify Him. Amen. He's worthy of all of our praise. He's worthy of all of our praise. He's worthy of our very best praise tonight. Amen. We're serving a good God. He's good all the time. He's good when it's a good day and He's good when it's a bad day. He's good when everything is working well and when everything is not working well. Amen. He's just good all the time. I'm glad that I know Him tonight. Hallelujah. I'm glad that I have another opportunity to come into His house to worship, to praise, to glorify Him. Because He is so good. And He is so great. Why don't we just take a moment to worship Him like He's worthy to be worshipped today. Hallelujah. 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 You're a good God. You're a great God. You're a mighty God. You're a powerful Savior. I love you, Holy Ghost. I worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for truth today. Thank you, Lord, for another chance to come together to worship you in the beauty of holiness, God. You are good. Amen, amen, amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated tonight. It's good to see everyone that's in the house of the Lord with us tonight. Glad that you are here. Amen. I'm glad that we are able to gather together tonight to worship Him, to praise Him. And we shouldn't ever take an opportunity for granted. Amen. We ought to be thankful for every opportunity that we are, that we have to come together to praise Him. Because you never know. You never know what tomorrow holds. Amen. We only have right now. We may not have Sunday morning. We may not have Sunday night, but we got right now. Amen. So we are to give God what He is due to have from us tonight. 
Amen. Praise God. And uh, so thankful to see our guests back here again tonight. They've, done, they've come three or four times now. We just consider y'all home folks. Glad that y'all are in the house of the Lord with us. Amen. And uh, I want to make some announcements. We've got a lot of activities coming up this week. And uh, we're looking forward to what God is going to do for us and how that God is going to move for us. I know, um, unfortunately, we had to cancel our youth camp due to uh, government regulations in Louisiana and also due to common sense uh, that we didn't want to gather a bunch of young people and people together uh, with this virus on the rise, and so we did that. And uh, there's been some different youth meetings that have been scheduled. There's been some that has been canceled. And I'm going to ask you, I don't know of anyone that has intentions or have thought about going to a youth meeting they're having uh, in Baton Rouge. I have nothing against Brother Spell. And it has nothing to do with Brother Spell, but it has to do with the safety of our local congregation. I would appreciate if you would not attend that meeting. And um, like I said, nothing to do with Brother Spell. I honor Brother Spell. I highly reverence him. And it's nothing to do with that or him having church. I know that his name has been blasted from all corners of the earth. And it has nothing to do with any of that other than just safety. There'll be people there from a lot of different states. And uh, you can rest assured from that meeting, people will carry the virus. They will get the virus, and then they're going to carry it to different places. And uh, so just for safety precautions, we dismissed our meeting because of that. And so I ask you to honor that request, if you would. And don't leave and say that I had something against him because it's not to do with that at all. And uh, we'll go at another time, just not right now. But uh, I want to uh, make mention of the things that we have going on next week. And uh, this is for our local church. In fact, uh, Brother Hare was going to bring people Wednesday night, but we've decided against that. And uh, so we're trying to be safe. In fact, we don't know if Brother Hare even be here Wednesday night. But So um, we're trying to be as safe as we possibly can. But we're going to start this off with Brother Marks being here Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Monday night. And uh, so this is for our whole church. Looking forward to a great move of the Holy Ghost and what God is going to do for us in those services. And uh, we will have activities uh, after church on um, on uh, Monday night, and uh, so then uh, Tuesday we will have Lake Day, and uh, the sign-up sheet for that is still out. If you would like to go, you're welcome. If you don't think that you want to be on the water, uh, we have a house that you can stay in that's air-conditioned. Um, Part of it's air conditioned. The upstairs is not air conditioned right now, but the downstairs still is. And hopefully we'll get that fixed before uh, Tuesday. That's supposed to be fixed Friday. So uh, if you would like to go, you're more than welcome. We're going to have a great time, fellowship, and fun. And uh, then I ask you to bring your life jacket with you. 
remember our request for that and uh, wear your life jacket and uh, make it easier on everybody. So bring one that's comfortable uh, that you can wear. If you don't bring one to wear, you get to wear the the uh, crazy-looking orange one that goes around your neck, and they're uncomfortable, and they look crazy. So, so remember to bring your life jacket for that. And plus, we don't have enough to go around for everybody, so it's good that everybody keep up with their own. Also, uh, Wednesday, we're having golf day, and uh, so uh, we will be starting there. Is that at 8 o'clock? So we start at 8 o'clock, and uh, we'll be leaving the church here about 7 o'clock. And so everyone will meet here at the church. And uh, the cost for that, there's no cost for Lake Day. We'll be taking care of the expenses for that. cost for that is $25 for golf. And uh, then um, we will be back here Wednesday night for church. Supposedly, Brother Hare will be preaching and uh, looking forward to a great move of the Lord. And then Thursday, we're going canoeing on Village Creek. The cost for that will be $25 also. And uh, you're responsible to bring your own drinks and your own food and uh, carry them the best way that you possibly can. Carry them in something that floats. And I want to encourage you, if you're going canoeing, and you don't want to get wet, stay home. Because everybody that gets in a canoe will be tumped over. Just remember that before you go. So uh, you can uh, get prepared. It's better just to get in a canoe and tump your own self over and get it over with. Because if you look like you don't want to get wet, you're going to get wet. One way or the other. So remember that. That is an all-wet day. And as hot as it is, probably won't even have to convince you to get in the water. You'll want to get in the water. And um, bring your life jacket for that. Also, they will be providing life jackets, I guess, but they may not fit and they may not be comfortable. So bring your life jacket for that also. And uh, then Friday, we will be gathering at our house. Um, for a talent night and uh, the food will be provided there and we will provide food at the lake house and drinks uh, for all of that and so all of that will be provided also we will have uh, food after church on Monday night and after church on Wednesday night and uh, I think they're having a nerf a black light nerf gun war or something I don't know whatever you call it but that will be the activities for Wednesday night. We're going to have a great time. And you say, well, you are all getting together. We're pretty much together anyway. So, And uh, this is for our local church. So we're not spreading it. And we hope that we don't give it to one another. And I want to encourage you. I know there is a virus that is going around that's not COVID-19. There has been people that has been sick. Uh, that have been tested and it's been negative. But just for the safety of everyone, if you are sick, if you think you are coming down with something, don't attend church and uh, don't attend these activities. And uh, so we want to be as safe as we possibly can. I know this is crazy. Uh, I don't like it any more than you like it. 
but we just got to do what we got to do right now. So remember that. But all church services, I guess if you want to come and be with the young people, you're more than welcome. And uh, But all church services is for everyone. And we're going to have a great time in the Lord and looking forward to God doing something great for us and uh, moving for us in a mighty way. And uh, we want to pray for Sister Carrie's mother tonight. She's in the hospital and needs a touch from the Lord. And uh, we want to pray. I had a special request from Brother Adams to pray for his brother Charles and his wife Doris tonight. And ask the Lord to touch them and move for them. Give them a touch from the Lord. And uh, I don't know why, um, but... um, Let's see, scratch that statement. Let's go back to something else. We want to pray especially for Brother Strevel. He needs a touch from the Lord tonight. And uh, unfortunately, in the last couple of days, he's taken a turn for the worse. And um, God knows that his family needs him. God knows that his church needs him. And God knows that the apostolic world needs him. And um, so with those requests being made known and us reminding God, you say, oh, you don't have to remind God. Moses reminded God and changed God's mind. And uh, Hezekiah reminded God and changed God's mind. And uh, so let's remind God of that as we pray for him and ask the Lord to perform a great miracle for him. Many churches have been affected by this. You can look around tonight. And we have been affected. And uh, so we pray for every church that God would help and strengthen them. And uh, every pastor that God would strengthen them and give them wisdom. Give us all wisdom to navigate through this crazy time that we're living in. Let's get into the word of the Lord tonight. I want to uh, ask you if you will, and I want to welcome everyone. You can go ahead and stand. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter number 10 uh, to start off tonight. And uh, I want to ask everyone that's joining us on the internet, if you would, uh, please get your Bible, follow along with us tonight, and uh, ask God to, to speak to you as we uh, move through the Word of God. I want to try my best to give to you what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart tonight for this service. And I ask you that are at home tonight to take this time, turn it into church, and uh, don't be doing other things but focus on the Word of God. And if you can't be here, you need to do your best to uh, participate just like you were here. Because the devil is using this opportunity to destroy people and their faith and confidence in God. But on the other hand, God is using this opportunity to move in this situation and uh, change lives and work and do a work in this world that we live in. So 1 Corinthians chapter number 10 and verse number 13. And then while you're in, in first, while you're still in 1 Corinthians, go to chapter 1 and verse number 9. These are some scriptures I want you to, to, um, to read tonight, and I would like you all to read them together. So uh, this will this will be scriptures that this is not my text. This is scriptures that I want you to read and uh, get just just read them over again tonight. 
I'm going to talk about faith and having faith in God and God being faithful. So read 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 13. Just start reading everybody. But will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Does anybody feel like you've been under a load that's kind of, kind of impossible to bear here in the last few months? All right, read 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 9. Hold up, hold up, hold up. What did that say? Say that one more time. Okay, continue on. All right, now turn to Deuteronomy chapter number 7, verse number 9. Deuteronomy chapter number 7 and verse number 9. You got it? All right. Read. All right. Know therefore that the Lord, turn to Psalms chapter 36, verse number 5. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, He is God. The faithful, the faithful God. You had it right, but first of all, it reminds us that He is God, not just a God. How many's ever had a football God? You don't have to admit it, but you know you have. You've had a football hero. How many's football God quarterback has ever thrown an interception when he was going in for the winning touchdown? Go ahead, you can admit it. We all have little gods. But he said, he is God, the faithful God. He never throws an interception. He never strikes out. He never fumbles the ball. He's a faithful God. The faithful God. Alright, Psalms 35 and number 5, or 36 and number 5. Read. And thy faithfulness reacheth unto the clouds. Amen. Psalm 92 and 2. Psalm 92 and 2. Read it when you get it. To show forth, turn to Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 23. To show forth thy loving kindness in the morning. When is he going to show your faithfulness? Every night. How many has ever been sick? Doesn't it always seem like the fever goes up at night? Doesn't it always seem like the dark cloud comes at night? 
God is going to show His faithfulness every night. That means when your trouble is the worst, God's faithfulness is the greatest. Lamentations chapter 3, verse number 23, read. Great is thy faithfulness. Why don't you put your Bibles down now and let's just give the Lord a hand clap of praise and shout unto God for the promises that are in the Word of the Lord. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus! Praise God! Praise God! Praise God! Praise God. i got a lot more scriptures that I'm going to be reading, but you can be seated for all of those. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, verse number 6 through uh, verse number 9. The scripture says, Therefore, we are also confident knowing that whilst we, whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore, we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of Him. The Bible reminds us in verse number 7. Remember, I preached from this uh, back when we was in the parking lot. I know you remember. You remember everything that I preach. But I, I talked about this. For we walk by faith, not by sight. That the writer come back. You can read verse number number 6 and verse number 8 without reading verse number 7 and get the same meaning. But he comes back and he adds this. Remember, when we're talking about being absent from the body and being present with the Lord, between being absent from the body and present from the Lord, there's a lot of walking by faith that's got to be done. Now, we as individuals like to see what's going on and see what's happening and see what's taking place. But God does not always allow us to do that. God doesn't always tell us what He is doing. God did not tell Job what He was doing when Job was being tried for no reason, no particular reason at all, other than God said, Have you considered my servant Job? He did not feel Job in on how the the end of the story was going to turn out. But Job kept his faith and his confidence in God. When his wife said, you might as well curse God and die, Job kept his integrity to God and said, though God slay me, what did he say? Yet will I trust Him. Realizing and knowing that he was serving a truly faithful God. I want to tell you tonight, with all of the things that are going on in life right now, and all of the craziness that is happening, the devil would try to cloud our mind and cloud our vision to 
to remembering the faithfulness of God. But how many has ever had something in the past that God has done for you? Has God been faithful in the past? God will be faithful and He has been faithful in the past and God will be faithful in the future. But the main thing about it is, is God is a faithful God right now. The reason why I had you to read those Scriptures tonight was to jog your memory to the promises that are in the Word of God. I encourage you tonight. I don't think there's anything wrong with being informed on the world events and what is going on in our world. But I want to encourage you tonight in all the darkness that is going on and all the tragedies that are happening. And when you read the newspaper, it's gloom and doom. And when you listen to Fox News, it's gloom and doom. And when you look at the apps on your phone of the news, it's gloom and doom. And no hope in sight. And it gets us depressed to the fact of looking down and saying there's never going to be there's never going to be any light at the end of the tunnel. Amen. I want to encourage you to remember the promises that are in the Word of God. Amen. The Word of God tells us that there is no temptation or tragedy that has taken us but that which is common to man. And it also reminds us with every tragedy and with every temptation that you have faced today that God has already thought up in advance of a way to escape the problem and a way out. I want to tell you tonight, church, that you have got to keep your faith and your confidence in God. Amen. Don't hold your head down in despair, but get your head up and look up unto the hills from which cometh our help. Our help cometh from the Lord, which made the heavens and the earth. Amen. Amen. You've got to keep your faith in God. That God has always been there. That God is always going to be there. And God is right here in the midst of the storm tonight. I said God is in the midst of your storm and your trouble and your trial tonight. Amen. I don't believe our best days are gone. I don't believe our best days are behind us. I don't believe the best days of the church are in the history. Amen. But I want to tell you it's still looking out in front of what God is wanting to do and what God is going to do and the blessings that God has in store. For His people. Amen. 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 So, so here we are. We're walking by faith. No, we don't know what tomorrow holds. 
No, we don't know what the future holds. Amen. No, you don't know what your job outcome might be. No, you may not know what your bank account's going to look like in the future. But I do know this. We are not walking by what we can see, but we're walking by what we know. I am walking by my faith in God that everywhere I walk, God's already got it laid out and God's already got it mapped out. I want to tell you that COVID didn't catch God by surprise. Amen. The economy downturn did not catch God by surprise. Amen. The rioting did not catch God by surprise. God's got it under control. We just need to put our lives in the hand of God and trust Him. 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 Believe that He is a God that is faithful. Amen. Believe that He is a God that hears and answers your prayer. He not only hears, He not only cares, but He's a God that will answer your prayer in this dark and dreary world that we live in. Amen. Amen. The Bible tells us that we all, you say, oh, 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 I don't have any faith. You've got to have faith. Amen. You've got to have faith to even breathe. You've got to have faith to walk. You've got to have faith to get in your vehicle and drive. Amen. But Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 6 tells us, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. How many's got the Holy Ghost tonight? Amen. God filled you with the Holy Ghost because you had faith that if you repented of your sins, that God would do what He promised to do. And I want to tell you, if you're seeking for the Holy Ghost, don't lose faith. It's not an option. It's not a maybe. But God has promised you. It is a promise unto you and to your children and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Don't listen to the devil. Don't listen to the devil that says you can't have it. Don't listen to the devil that says it's not for you. Don't listen to the devil that says you've gone too far. Don't listen to the devil that says you've done too much. Oh, no. God loves you because He's allowed you to be in the house of God tonight. God loves you because He's given you an opportunity to feel His presence and feel His power and experience His glory. Keep your faith in God. Keep your hope and your trust and your confidence in Him. He will fulfill His Word. Amen. We all have faith. Romans chapter 12 and verse number 3 says, For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God 
hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. God has given us all something to work with. Now what we must do in this troubled time, when you receive the power and the glory of God, God gave you the measure of faith. It is up to us to cultivate that faith, to water that faith, to fertilize that faith, to grow that faith into something that is miraculous, something that we can hold on to. And how do we grow it without a trial? How do we grow it without trouble? You can't do it but through the trial. You look back and say, God brought me through that, and God's going to take me through this. God brought me here, and God is going to take me there. Amen. So many times we act like the children of Israel. They had been delivered out of captivity from serving the Egyptians for over 400 years. God delivered them, the Bible said, by a mighty hand. He delivered them out. He caused plagues to come to Egypt. He caused the Pharaoh's firstborn and on down to die in the land of Egypt. And they didn't only tell them to leave. They forced them to leave and they gave them their goods. The Bible said that they spoiled the Egyptians. That means they took their wealth. They took things that they had. As they were leaving, they got to the Red Sea and they heard the Egyptian army coming behind them and they were fearful and afraid and said, Moses, why did you bring us to this place? Amen. To leave us out here? Was there not enough graves in Egypt? How soon did they lose their faith in God? Amen. How soon do we as children of God come through a trial and move to another one to forget where God has brought us from. I want to tell you, church, God didn't bring you this far to leave you alone. God didn't bring you to this point to forsake you. But the Word of God says that He's faithful and His faithfulness is going to be shown to all of us in the evening time. Hallelujah! Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah! He is faithful. You would think the children of Israel, after seeing the water turn to blood, after seeing the locusts destroying the land, after seeing the, the rod turn into a serpent, after seeing God set darkness upon the land of Egypt, after seeing God destroy the firstborn of the land of Egypt, you would think that they would have faith to believe God to do anything. Amen. I want to tell you today, the devil is an intimidator. The devil is a destroyer of our faith. The devil clouds our mind with the present that we can't remember what God has done in the past. I want to tell you today, what we're going through is no problem with God. God 
got it under control and I'm in the hand of the one that has it under control and I'm just going to rest comfortably in what God is doing. God, you do it like you see fit to do it. God, you do what you want to do and help me, God, to submit my will and my way to you and have faith because He is faithful. Amen. Amen. I, I look, it's kind of like, it's kind of like this, that, that when you have a child, and you have a child standing up on the edge of something, and the father is standing there saying, come on, jump, I'm gonna catch you. Their faith is that daddy will not let me fall. And they'll bell off of anything into the arms of the parent. But as they grow older, and as they grow older, now you stand one of your teenagers up on a high service and say, Hey, I'm going to catch you. Go ahead and jump off. They're going to say, yeah, I'm sure you are. He was catching you when you was a baby. And He's going to catch you when you're grown. Amen. God was catching us when we were stumbling around and didn't know what to do and don't know how to do and didn't know where we were going when we were babies in Christ. God has not stopped loving us. My love for my girls are stronger today than it was the day that they were born. I held them carefully. I held them gently. I I cared for them. I protected them. And I am still doing just that today. My love has not changed. I come to remind some saint of God tonight that God's love for you has not changed. God still cares. God still knows you. God's still concerned about you. And God is still there being faithful to you tonight. His faithfulness. His faithfulness. Amen. We put our faith in things. I can remember a few years ago, we were, a bunch of us was out in Chicago. And uh, up, I believe it used to be called the Sears Tower. But it's not that any longer. It's something else. And uh, so we went up on was one of the tallest buildings in the world at the time it was built, I believe, or one of the tallest three buildings in the world. And we went up to the top floor. And on the top floor, they had in one of the windows a, a piece of glass that was glassed in. <clears throat> and you could walk out on that glass and you were standing, felt like you were standing out in midair and nothing was holding you. You know, we, I did that. I'm scared of heights, but I had faith in the engineers that, that created that, that that, that was going to help me. And so, yes, very carefully and gently, I stepped out on that piece of glass and I leaned up against the glass. We went to another building in, in Chicago that they had what they called the tilt. And up on the top of that building, they had glass, um, Kind of like glass, built-in glass things that you stood up and you held on to a pipe on each side. And as you was holding on, there's a whole roll of you, row of you up there. And uh, as as you stood there, that 
that piece of glass started tilting out where you were looking down at the streets below from I don't know how many stories it was. It was people looking like, like that. And, uh, you know, I, I was able to do that because I had faith in the people that uh, engineered that. Now, Brother Wesley Jackson didn't have that much faith. He jumped out of the tilt and wouldn't do it. But but we did that, and, and you, you crazy guys here recently has went and jumped out of an airplane. I don't even like to get in an airplane, let alone jump out of an airplane, because you had faith that the person that built the chute, that whose back you are tied to, is going to know how to get you down safely. Amen. If we can have faith in all of these things, why can we not have faith in God that created your body, that breathed even to you the breath of life and you became a living soul. Amen. That He cares so much about you that you are His prize, creation and possession. Why can't we have faith just to say, I just trust you, God. No, I don't have to know everything. I don't have to understand everything. I didn't have to go to the engineer and say, now how did you build this thing you call the tilt? How thick is that glass? How powerful uh, is this engine or this electric motor uh, that's tilting me out and bringing me back up. Uh, No, I just had blind faith. Uh, Sometimes we just got to walk by with what the promises of God's Word said. Uh, God's Word said it. Uh, Amen. And I'm just trusting in the Word of God. uh, And I'm believing in the Word of God uh, that what God said uh, God's able to bring to pass. Uh, He didn't bring me here to leave me. He didn't bring me here to forget me, but He brought me to this point to take me over there. I'm on my way to heaven, and I'm just going to walk with the Lord all the way home. Give God praise in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Faith. Faith in God. The reason why it's so easy to have You say, oh, it's hard. It's hard to trust in God. No, it's not hard to trust in God. The reason why it's so easy to trust in God is because He has promised in His Word that He would be faithful. The reason why I had you to read those Scriptures tonight before I started preaching about faith is I wanted you to read it for yourself. And what you read was a promise unto the people of God that He is going to be faithful. And so when you read that, you don't have to read it like it was a promise to David. You don't have to read it like it was a promise uh, to one of the children of Israel. Uh, No, you read it like it applies to me in my life. Uh, I am blood-bought. I am born again. I am spirit-filled. I am baptized and called by His name. And so when I read the Word of God, every promise in the book is mine. Every word belongs to me. It don't belong to anybody else. It belongs to me. Why? Because God is my Savior. God is my promise. God is my helper. God is my provider. God is my miracle worker. God is my faithful one that I hold and I trust in. Amen.
Amen. The apostle Peter had enough faith in God that he believed him when he said, If you be Jesus, bid me to come. He said, well, come on. He had enough faith in God to step out of the boat. Now, it's amazing. We say, oh, what faith. What faith. How great a faith to get out of the boat and walk to Jesus. Do you realize what he was in was sinking anyway? They were in the midst of the storm. They were scared for their life. They was crying out for fear. So what he was holding on to and what he was trusting in was sinking. What you are trusting in is sinking. So what you might as well do is say, hey, what I'm trusting in ain't working. So I'm just going to trust in God. Amen. What I am hoping for. I'm hoping for a cure. I'm hoping for a vaccine. I'm hoping for this. I'm hoping for that. I'm trusting in Dr. Fauci. I'm trusting in Trump. I'm trusting in this. I'm trusting in that. No, not me. I'm trusting in God. Amen. That's a sinking ship. No matter what you put your trust in in the world. Amen. But when you step out, you are depending totally upon Him. He's the master of the winds. He's the master of the storm. Amen. Amen. I was talking to Brother McKinley just uh, yesterday and texting with him today. And it's amazing what God has done. You know, she's a long way. Sister McKinley's a long way from being whole. But it's amazing what God has done. We went in there and they said, well, we're going to unplug her and you need to be here because it won't be long. You know what? We prayed for about, I guess we prayed for probably two hours before they took the ventilator out of her. When they took it out of her, we stayed there for another hour. And I finally decided after about four hours, I said, look, I don't think she's going to pass away. My faith was getting stronger and stronger. We went in there, we went in there, I tell you, my faith was low, and from the indication I got from her daughter and her husband, their faith was a little low. But when we went in there, God started working and God started moving and she just kept on a breathing and her heart just kept on a pumping. Amen. Today they sent me a picture of her trying to stand her up on the side of the bed in a machine where she could walk. Amen. And get exercise. I want to tell you today, when the doctors can't do it, amen, when the government can't do it, and when your job can't do it, and your banker can't do it, and no one else can do it. We've always trusted in somebody that's got all the power and all the ability just to do it anyway. Just keep your faith in God. Keep your faith in God. Keep your faith in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't lose your faith. Amen. But you see, sometimes... The same thing that was bothering and hindering the great Apostle Peter as he walked 
He did walk on water. But as He walked on water, going to Jesus, looking at Jesus, He got sidetracked by the things that was going on around Him. And the activities of the waves and the wind and the lightning and the thunder distracted Him. And as He was walking, no doubt this thought went through His mind. I can't walk on water. Have you ever been going through a storm just following Jesus with your head held up, just believing in Jesus and trusting in Him, and then you worry because you're not worried enough? I told you about this before. I was praying. I had a situation that was about to drive me crazy. And I was having trouble dealing with it. Now, I know you can't imagine a pastor having situations about driving crazy and don't know how to deal with it. But I was talking to God and I said, God, you got to help me. You know what God did? God just eased my mind and I just started walking through the problem. Just easing through. And then about, about five days later, I went in and talked to God. I said, God, something must be wrong with me. It's like I'm not worried about this situation enough. I really need to be worrying now. And God just kind of like thumped me on the head and said, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to take care of the problem? Or do you want to sit around and worry about it? Amen. I want to tell you today, God is saying, hey, here I am. Give it to me. Here I am. Let me take care of it. Here I am. Let me work it out. And then, oh, ye of little faith, we revert back. I tell you what I'd done when this was going on so bad. I tell you, man, I was struggling back in April. And y'all, I promise you, you don't, you don't know. You know, you don't know what all of y'all lining up and coming through my neighborhood did for me. But leave that as it may. And I was praying, God, God, help me. God, give me strength. God, give me peace. We all go through things. And God is able to speak peace in the midst of the storm. And one night I was sitting there reading <coughs> the news. The more I read, the more depressed I got. As a guy said, the depresseder I got. Amen. I just started getting lower and lower and lower and lower. And I, woe is me, woe is me. And I just wanted to bury my head in the pillow and just say there's no hope. And I, I was reading my Bible through and, and this is what I felt like just come from the Lord. He said, just turn over and just while you're going through this, start reading the book of Psalms. Amen. I started reading the book of Psalms. You don't have to read very far in Psalms and you can find somebody that's going through something. But you also find a God that is making a way where there seemeth to be no way. I got to Psalms chapter 23. The Lord is my shepherd. And when the Lord is my shepherd, what in the world am I going to be in want? 
when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. I come to remind you, child of God, that God is still with you. Don't believe the lie. Don't believe the devil. Don't believe the adversary. God's still there. God's still there. God's still there. Keep the faith. Another place when my enemies can pass me round about. When there's trouble on every side. I will look unto the hills. You know the why he said you're going to look unto the hills? You know God's God of the valley also. But you're going to look into the hills because God says the first thing you got to do is change the direction of where your focus is. Hold up. Yeah, I think that y'all missed that. The first thing you got to do in building your faith is change the direction of where you're... Oh, oh, it's terrible. It's bad. It's awful. It's horrible. It's disgusting. I can't believe this. Oh, it's so sad. It's so terrible. The end of the world has come. It's the end of mankind. It's going to kill us all. We're all going to die. We're going to lose our jobs. We're all going to starve to death. Oh, I want to tell you this. Amen. God is going to feed His people. God is going to protect His prized possession. God is going to protect the bride of Christ, which is the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. All you got to do is stay up in the church. Amen. Keep the faith. 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 Amen. 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 Somebody look over at the one sitting beside you. Don't spit on them. But say, keep the faith. Oh, come on now. you got to say it like you mean it. Say it like you believe it. Amen. Keep the faith. If you're at home tonight listening, tell your husband, your wife, or your children, whoever's there with you, keep the faith. Amen. God's going to make a way. God's going to make a way. God's going to make a way. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Amen. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you know that song? Don't know that song. Keep your eyes on Jesus. If I knew it, I would sing it. Y'all better be glad I don't know it. But if we could just keep our eyes on Jesus. Keep the faith. Walk through this world with your head head held high. Knowing that God cares. Knowing that God knows. And knowing that God will provide. Amen. How do you think? How do you think Abraham felt when he started walking up the hillside? How do you think the little or the young man felt as he was following Abraham up the hillside? Here's the wood. Here's the fire. But hey, Daddy, (laughs) 
missing something important here. Where is the sacrifice? Abraham, looking to the top of the hill, said, God will provide himself a lamb. And I want to tell you today, when you're at the end of your road, God will provide. God is our provider. Let's all stand tonight. God is our provider. Why don't you lift your voice toward heaven tonight? Hallelujah. 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 If you're struggling right now, why don't you let God build your faith? We're going to have to walk by faith. We're going to have to believe in Him. We're going to have to trust in Him. Speak faith to your situation. Speak faith to your problem. Speak faith to your heartache. Speak faith to your doubt. Speak faith to your depression. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Speak it in Jesus' name. Why don't you step out in the aisle right now by faith and say, I'm going to speak it in Jesus' name. I'm going to believe it in Jesus' name. I'm speaking faith to my problem. I'm speaking faith to my doubt. I'm speaking faith to my situation. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Yes, God. Yes, God. Come on, He's here. Come on, He's here to touch you tonight. He's here to work for you tonight. He's here to give you peace in the storm. He's in here to turn your situation around. He's here to strengthen you tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, believe it. Believe it. Let God touch you tonight. You that are at home tonight, let God move in your house right now. Let God touch you right now. Let God give you strength from heaven right now. Let God help you right now. The Holy Ghost is here. The Holy Ghost is working right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Believe Him in the name of Jesus. Believing in the name of Jesus. God's here to help you right now. Oh, Holy Ghost touch today. You see the need right now. Holy Ghost work right now. Holy Ghost touch right now. In the name of Jesus work today. Work today, work today, work today, God. Work today, God, work today, God. Oh, victory today, God. 
Help from heaven right now, Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Move, Holy Ghost. Move, Holy Ghost. Move, Holy Ghost.
Holy Ghost. Come on, men. Let's believe God. Come on, ladies. Let's pray. Let's bind together in Jesus' name. God's trying to do something tonight. Come on. Come on, let's believe God. Let's believe God in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Let's worship the Lord right now. Let's worship the Lord right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 God, mighty God, I believe you, mighty God, I believe you today, I believe you today, I believe you today, Holy Ghost, 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 yes, Lord.
sing it from our hearts tonight. Let's sing it from our hearts tonight. Oh, as long as you're there, Lord. As long as you're in control, God. As long as you're in control, God. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Let's worship Him. Lift up your hands. Let's magnify Him tonight. God, we praise You. We worship You. We glorify Your great name, Lord. You are wonderful. You are mighty. You are powerful, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't somebody clap your hands? Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Devil, you can't steal my faith. You're not going to get my joy. You're not going to get my peace. I have my faith and confidence in God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen. Thank you for being faithful to the house of God tonight. Let's remember church Sunday. Let's come praying, expecting and believing the Lord for a great move of the Holy Ghost. Try to bring somebody to the house of God with you. I know a lot of people are scared right now, but bring somebody to church with you if you can. Invite someone to the house of God. Let's come praying. Believe in God to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost Sunday. Amen. I believe that God will. My faith is in Him tonight. Amen. How about your faith? Is your faith in the Lord? Praise God. Praise God. Lord bless you. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name. Try to refrain from shaking.